Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to OKF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the Long Island Bunker. Folks, I'm really excited to bring this episode to you today with John Idarola, who is the host of The Damage Report, which is a part of the Young Turks Network, because... You know, John and I go through a host of headlines that we've been inundated with, but one of them I want to really lift up today, which is my absolute and total fucking aggravation with the way in which the media continues to cover mass shootings, particularly those that are directed and targeted at marginalized communities. So whether it was the shooting that took place only six months ago in Buffalo, where several black shoppers lost their lives at the grocery store there, whether it is, you know, what just happened in Colorado at Club Q, an LGBTQ club, where five people were murdered and several more injured by a shooter, that was subdued, thankfully, by very brave patrons of the club. You know, I'm just tired of listening to the fucking media say, well, we don't have all of the details yet, so we don't know if it was a hate crime. If you are going into a fucking gay establishment and shooting it up and passing by a whole host of other bars and places that you could go to, what else are we supposed to fucking infer? And also, if you don't leave behind a manifesto, as was the case with the Buffalo shooter, but it is all black people that are shot and killed, or all Asian people that are shot and killed as what happened at a salon a couple of months ago as well. Like, are we just supposed to pretend that white supremacy, white nationalist rhetoric does not have real fucking world consequences? Like, are we just supposed to all act as if, you know, words, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words don't actually hurt me? Are we dumb? 
Because that's what I think the mainstream media wants us to believe, right? Is that, oh, there is no real link between Ron DeSantis passing don't say gay legislation, between Greg Abbott passing anti-trans and anti-LGBTQ legislation and criminalizing parents that want to have and create an environment of affirmation for their trans child and the violence that we are seeing on the rise. Do we think that there's no correlation between Donald Trump referring to African nations as shithole countries, between that Trump administration referring to COVID-19 as Kung flu, and then you seeing the escalation in anti-Black and anti-Asian hate? Like, I'm just sick of the bullshit and I'm sick of us allowing the media to continue to lie to us and place it on us in the vein of neutrality. Like, oh, well, we need to get all of the fucking facts. Here are the facts. And let me make them really fucking clear. The facts are these. The facts are that the Republican Party has become a white supremacist stronghold. That is who their base is. That is who their people are. That white evangelical Christians that they hold up as this religious sort would rather vote for a man in Georgia who has repeatedly gotten abortions and paid for abortions for his girlfriends, couldn't pull together two sentences from the Bible if his life depended on it, as opposed to voting for an actual reverend who preaches at the same church that Martin Luther King Jr. did, right? So it's this idea that we are supposed to allow all of the facts to come in and the chips to fall before we recognize that there are direct consequences between Marjorie Taylor Greene and the Republican Party referring to queer people as groomers and pedophiles and then acts of violence that are taken out against that same community. Are you dumb? Right. And so that's kind of my feeling when I'm watching the news and I was doing so, you know, with my mom and she was just like, I mean, does everyone need to walk in shooting and saying like anti-Semitic slurs in order for us to recognize that there is anti-Jewish attacks that are on the rise? Do you need to have the N word literally tattooed on somebody's body to recognize again that they are rabid racist? Like I'm just so fucking tired of not providing context, not connecting the dots and thinking that somehow you are unbiased. These journalists have a responsibility to tell audiences the fucking truth, to let them know that there is direct consequences between the rise in political violent rhetoric that is coming from only one goddamn party in this country. It is not a both sides issue because you do not see Democrats ever or hear Democrats ever other than referring to the actions that this party is taking as authoritarian and fascist because they are right. But I'm not going to pretend that the shit that Donald Trump said while he was president, that the shit that you hear and the legislation that is being passed that is trying to erase black indigenous people of color, that is trying to erase LGBTQ people from our classrooms, from our societies at large is not directly correlated to the violence that is happening against these communities. That's just bullshit, right? The danger that we have here, folks, is people not holding these political leaders accountable and saying that what they're offering in the way of their thoughts and prayers are enough. If it was, 
folks, then there wouldn't have been a series of fucking mass shootings that have happened between May with the Buffalo shooting and what just happened at Club Q, right? Like there just wouldn't have been a slew. And I'm tired of the lies because they are actually costing people their fucking lives. And somebody on top of the gun manufacturers need to be held accountable for that. So John Idarola and I will get into a larger conversation about rhetoric, about the mainstream media and about the Republican party and where in fact, Kevin McCarthy is going to fall in the you know, elevation of members of Congress like Marjorie Taylor Greene and others. That conversation is coming up next. Folks, I am very excited to welcome to Woke AF uh, for the very first time uh, the host of The Damage Report, John Idarola, who is part of the Young Turks Network and is daily Daily, you can find him breaking down all of the threats that we are facing in our country and the world. John, welcome. Um, uh, thank you so much. So where to begin? You know, it's like, what part of the sewer would you like to dive into first <laughs> that I refer to as our democracy? I think where I want to start um, is with the umpteenth mass shooting that we have uh, now has all come on our radar that took place in Colorado. Colorado has been the been ground zero for multiple mass shootings that make headlo- that have made headlines over the years. This one at Club Q, an LGBTQ plus uh, nightclub, five people are dead. I believe um, over fifteen or some odd had been shot uh, and injured. Uh, thank God the gunman was taken down by patrons inside of the club uh, that were able to hold them until police arrived. L- let me just ask you, you know, another headline, another shooting. What what do you make of this? Yeah, well, so I, yeah, I don't know how many of these you've had to cover in your career, but uh, yeah, they're pretty much constant. And the thing that's most amazing about these is how Every one of these terrible acts of violence has its own unique flavor, either in geography or the particular type of establishment that was attacked or the particular group that was targeted. Um, And yet there are so many things that are almost always the same between Mm -hmm. all of them. You start to feel kind of sick that you know you know the phases that the media is going to go through you know the phases that the politicians are going to go through mm-hmm. they're going to send out the stock canned responses and um almost nothing will change that will make it any less likely that the same or similar sorts of attacks will happen in the future when we were talking about this on my show this morning uh my co-host Dan Evans said that he um he only briefly detoured to sadness before moving to rage and yep. I said, I, you know what? Honestly, I don't even know that I was at sadness because I just instantly felt in my gut. I know what all of those who've been pushing hatred against the LGBTQ plus community are going to say. I mm-hmm. know what those who are in the pocket of like of, uh, you know, the big gun manufacturers are going to do to stop any sort of reforms. It just feel it makes you feel so helpless, you know? Yeah, it's just a consistent rinse and repeat. And, you know, and, and to your co-host point, I don't even know I I was in bed, right. As as many people were, the alert came across, you know, my phone from the New York times. 
And I don't even think I paused at sadness. I, I think that yeah. I went directly into rage because what I realized is that it's only been six months since the Buffalo shooting that took place at the supermarket in Buffalo where a white supremacist went in and killed supermarket shoppers, black supermarket shoppers on a Saturday morning for no other reason than they were black and had the audacity to, you know, be living. Um, then fast forward and we had classroom of children killed. Then we had people picked off at the parade, right? They're out at a, you know, at an independence day parade and they were shot from, you know, from the roofs. I, I just like, I don't know how we're supposed to continue to have these conversations in media without actually drawing attention to the fact that what you say, the rhetoric that these right-wing politicians have, have real-world consequences. And every time that someone like us says these things, we're told, now is not the time. Mm -hmm. Now is not the time, John, for us to make logical connection of dots. So what do you make of that pushback of now is not the time or, you know, Lauren, Lauren Boebert, she also sent out, tweeted out her thoughts and prayers on the issue. This mm -hmm. is the one who everyone knows who had a restaurant where the servers carried nine millimeters on their hips. And she's tweeting out her thoughts and prayers on top of hoping that, you know, our national school curriculum would turn into Florida, which is notorious now for the don't say gay bill. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Lauren Boebert, who um, I defy anyone to find a photo of her with her family that doesn't involve at least two AR-15s. Yeah, she hates the community. She loves guns. That's it. That's what she's going to do. She put out a statement, like mm -hmm. ostensibly condemning the violence. Uh, I, I Everyone should go look at that tweet and you tell me who was attacked because you can't tell from the tweet she sent out. Who's to say what community was being targeted in this? She's certainly not going to say that because then the line between who was attacked and the sorts of uh, hate speech that she's been encouraging would be all too clear. Yeah, she's been an active participant in this. They all thought it was fun and games. The base mm -hmm. loves it when you demonize people and you declare that your enemies are our groomers, this QAnonization mm -mm. of Republican politics where everyone you disagree with wants to murder and or sexually assault your child. Yep. It's disgusting and it has clear consequences. I I'm glad that you pointed out in Buffalo, but there was also the Walmart shooting in yep. El Paso. There were the women that were the Asian women that were killed in the spa. Mm -hmm. It's like how many incredibly clear targeting that immediately fo that that follows the hatred, whether it's over COVID-19 or supposed caravans and all that, it's just constant. And every time it happens, they'll say, well, it doesn't, by the way, it doesn't even matter if the guy has like a manifesto, like no. super clear record, yep. as with the guy who tried to bash in uh, Paul Pelosi's skull. And by the mm -hmm. way, we're not supposed to make links to politics, but they can start joking about this guy almost being yep. killed immediately. Um, they will say, well, he's just crazy. This is a crazy loner and and i will say and many people will say what we always say which is yes america is a place that is filled with crazy loners and some of them are looking to be told who to target and that like lauren bobert is yep. not going to take a totally sane person and get that person to go shoot up a target 
But if there are crazy people and you fill them full of conspiracy theories about George Soros organizing Guatemalan caravans, then maybe they'll pick up the gun for that. And that's my fear, that they are weaponizing our mental health crisis for their own political ends. You know, I, I want to stay on this for a minute because I, I have to say, too, that, you know, when you have the likes of a Marjorie Taylor Greene who stood up at rallies saying that Democrats are trying to kill us, when you use terms like you brought up groomer and pedophile and people are thinking to themselves, well, I have to save the children, right? And I have to do whatever it's going to take in order to save the children if it harms a few people. I mean, this was the logic behind um, blowing up abortion clinics, right? Or shooting up abortion clinics. I have to save the children. And so how do you think responsibly mainstream media makes these contextualizes what is happening and makes these links in a way where it's not um, considered biased? To tell the truth that when you put crosshairs, which Sarah Palin did, you know, years back when you put crosshairs on members of Congress and then you turn around and be surprised that they're that they're shot and all and attempted murder happened. Like I, I how do you make that case in mainstream media these days? Yeah, I, I think it's Difficult. I think that the media is still really bad at pointing out certain types of radical rhetoric and lies. They're so, they're hesitant to declare that extremely powerful people are just openly lying or openly stoking hate. They don't like to do that. But at the very least, they do seem to be they seem to be pretty free to declare that like Marjorie Greene's a crazy person. They don't seem to mm-hmm. be too worried about declaring that she's insane or Paul Gosar is saying something dangerous or Matt Gates is a creep. They'll do that. So that that's important. People need to understand who these people are. P- putting their current statements in the context of things they've said and done in the past can be useful. But I also think that at least this isn't going to work in every area, but one thing they can do to disarm these sorts of attacks is to make it so that an A fairly ignorant nation, ignorant when Mm -hmm. it comes to certain communities, isn't ignorant. It's easier to demonize the trans community if the only thing people have heard about the trans community has come from a transphobic YouTuber. Come on. like, Mm -hmm. And and there's a reason that I think that they're focusing on the trans community because other areas of the LGBTQ plus community aren't as unknown, aren't as hidden in the shadows as they were 10 years ago when the Republicans would have just been demonizing them. The trans community is still relatively new because there's not a lot of representation in media or on the news. Um, Look at the conflation of the culture of drag queens with the trans community. The media would make sure that people understand that being a drag queen is not the same as being trans. It isn't necessarily a statement about your sexuality at all. It is a culture. It's not a sexual thing. And so Mm -hmm. if America knew more about these communities, they might be a little bit more resistant to weaponizing the ignorance uh, against these communities, I think. John, you're making too much sense. And clearly, I this try. Is, you, you're, making, you're making too much sense on the ways in which, you know, the media can actually educate audiences. But speaking of folks who uh, weaponize uh, ignorance, let's talk about Kevin McCarthy and the fact that he is about to get the gavel back uh, you know, if he can make it out of getting 218 other rabid Republicans to vote for him to be Speaker of the House again. 
you know, he is taking his direction from Marjorie Taylor Greene. He is taking his direction from Jim Jordan and other members of the Freedom Caucus. So what do you perceive as Kevin McCarthy's, you know, next reign as as House Speaker? How, how do you think that that is going to unfold? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm waiting to see how crazy we're going to get as a nation. I mean, we know that, like, best case scenario, the baseline is pretty crazy pretty much a waste of time of Congress for the next two years. They, We are going to hear way more about Hunter Biden than any regular person has any interest in hearing. It's going to be a constant thing. Um, so that's going to be annoying. I'm sure that people like uh, Anthony Fauci and Merrick Garland are going to spend more time testifying before Jim Jordan and all that than they'd want to. And it's going to be mostly a waste of time where people like Jim Jordan and others are going to be just giving their little sound bites so that they can spread on social media. That doesn't bother me so much. I'm more bothered by the opportunity cost because having mm. one chamber of Congress who is letting you know ahead of time that the next two years they're not going to accomplish literally anything might be fine in a country that's not facing any actual crises. Like if we yes. didn't need to fix these things, if we didn't need legislation, then that might be fine. But there's a lot of problems that are that are, that are going to go unfixed at least for two years. And that's unfortunate. The fact that people like Marjorie Greene and Paul Gosar, who thankfully were stripped of their committee uh, uh, positions after just countless uh, instances in social media where they spread conspiracy theories and disinformation and normalized political violence, uh, they're going to be back on their positions. So that's uh, our country taking a big step backwards. So I'm worried all, about all of that. We'll see if we have weekly impeachments of Joe Biden or, you know, God only knows what else. The 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 raising of the debt ceiling being weaponized to try to destroy Social Security and Medicare. I mean, those sorts of things, when they go after these big social programs, that's where I think they can do the most actual damage. And so we'll have to see how willing they are to do that. They they seem to think that uh, doing as much damage as they can economically and making people's economic uh, position as precarious as possible will benefit mm -hmm. them going into 2024. But that's only true if they can evade some responsibility for it. And they will technically be in power in the House. So I Correct. think it's going to be on the media and the Democrats to make sure that people understand that the Republicans are they they've now they've gotten what they wanted. OK, they caught up to the car and now people need to understand the consequences of that. We'll, we'll see how successful they are. What do you think? You know, my and my feeling is the same with regard to what the Democrats and the media needs to do, because I think that the appointments that Democrats make on these committees that are now going to be chaired by Republicans and are and we're going to be um, constantly hammered with a circus day in and day out is that it's going to be up to Democrats to paint that picture, to show that narrative. Like, here are these people that said that they want power and this is what they are doing with it. What is the investigation of Hunter Biden's laptop doing for your day-to-day -day life? And if they, fa in fact, come back with a comparison of, well, what was January 6th? Well, you're talking about thousands of people that broke into our Capitol building, defecated in the halls of democracy, and beat you know police officers to death. I think that that may be different than an alleged conspiracy that came out of QAnon's fantasy land. Um, yeah. and, but Democrats need to make that distinction. And if they don't, then we're just going to be inundated with bullshit. 
um, for, for as long as humanly possible. Um, you know, Kevin McCarthy though, on, on, on the tip in terms of getting rid of people who are crazy, which is what, uh, Speaker Pelosi did with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Gosar, he's come out and said that he's going to strip Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, and Ilhan Omar of their committee assignments. What do you think the pushback needs to be to that? Yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. I mean, the Democrats in the House don't necessarily have a lot of power to do anything about that, unfortunately. I mean, they can they can try to make a big deal out of it in the media, certainly. Um, I think uh, Ilhan Omar is already saying, or Representative Omar, I should say, is already saying that this is effectively, under the guise of being concerned about anti-Semitism, this is them attacking her for being a Muslim, for being Somali-American. So mm -hmm. I think it's important to make clear to those communities that these are identities that the Republicans feel 100% free to attack without any fear of consequences, which is 100% true. Um, and also... They would they would love to say that they're against like censorship. They want free speech. Well, I think the, the case of of Representative Omar is a very interesting one because look, I, I understand that she apologized for the comment, the tweet that she sent out a couple of years ago about being all about the Benjamins. But to be clear, she was talking specifically about a lobbying organization. Yeah. So, like I I think especially in the modern area with all of the anti-Semitism. I think that it is acceptable to tread extra carefully to avoid invoking any anti-Semitic tropes in that area. I, I believe that that mm -hmm. is fair. However, we also have to be free to be able to criticize a very well-funded lobbying organization that is weighing in on many different elections and in many different issue areas. And I feel like she needs to be free to do that. This is literally years ago. Um, as many people have pointed out, um, Representative Emmer, a Republican who's now the number three amongst Republicans in the House, he said more recently that Jewish billionaires are buying the, the Congress for the Democrats, and yet he's not being stripped of any of his positions. So at least you could have some consistency there. Anyway, with all of the anti-Semitism we see coming out of the right um, just over the past couple of weeks... Uh, I don't think this is going to be very successful in them convincing Jewish Americans that the Democrats are against them. Um, mm -hmm. I don't like the precedent being set. I don't like, especially, and I apologize for going on about this. I hate that when you finally get consequences for something in America, for instance, Gosar and Green being taken off their committees, which does not often happen and didn't right. even happen the first couple of times they did something completely unacceptable. But you finally got consequences. And we all kind of knew that as soon as that happened, the, Dem the Republicans are going to be looking for literally any excuse to turn it around the Democrats. I wish that we had a system that didn't work that way. That, yeah. you know, if the Republicans commit an insurrection and we point yep. that out and criticize that, we don't have everything the Democrats do be called an insurrection by the right. I don't like the like devolving everything down to everything's the same, everything's in the mud. What Green and Gosar did is not the same as what Representative Omar did. No, I don't think so either. And I think that what is really problematic to me is the fact that I want to see how Democrats are going to then, if those three members are stripped, Un, you know, uh, unreasonably so of their committee assignments, then how they're going to be elevated. Because I would make the three of them the messengers of the Democratic Party. I would have them on every single show, 
all the time talking about what the Democrats are fighting for, what it is that Republicans are doing. Like I would turn them into the mouthpieces, right? Because if mm-hmm. they're going to be freed up with their time, we know that the three of them are quite are really good at communications, particularly Swalwell and Schiff, who both played major roles uh, in the impeachment trials. And I would turn them into the new managers of the Democratic Party and put them everywhere. So it's just like, oh, like you that. thought that you were going to shut us up? No, I'm actually going to give them a microphone and uh, and a platform and say, go with God. Um, last question for you, uh, John, is, you know, again, I have such, I take such issue with the kind of complicity of mainstream media in the way that they covered the Trump administration, in the way that they covered the candidacy of Donald Trump. And in the way it seems that they're going to cover him again for his 2024 bid. Um, What do you think needs to happen? If you could control how the media was going to move forward in 2023 with their coverage of Donald Trump, um, what would that look like? Oh, that's that's a big question. I'm sure there's a lot of newsrooms where a lot of people are debating that. Um, My fear, and maybe you share this fear, is that a lot of those uh, you know, big news from CNN, MSNBC, who um, they've been hurting in terms of rating since 2020. I'm worried that whether they acknowledge it or not, explicitly or not, they're going to lapse back into some of the same behaviors because it benefited them economically in terms of their rating and ad revenue, uh, you know, the last time Trump was around. I hope that they don't forget how unprecedented he's been as even a Republican Mm -hmm. uh, political figure. I hope that they remember that. I hope that, and maybe the events this last weekend will be a reminder that they, it's easy to talk in a general sense about the threat posed by Donald Trump and by the MAGA Mm -hmm. movement. I hope that they center the people who are actually at risk. Because let's bear in mind, like when, if Trump gets back into power, Anderson Cooper's going to be fine, probably. He's wealthy, you know? Like, most people <laughs> right, are going right. to be fine. It's it's the people whose job... Like, I'll I'll be fine, you know? Whatever. I'm, I do media stuff. I'm a white male. I'm going to be just fine. Um, you have to talk about the people who are actually going to be at risk. The people who might be deported in mass numbers. The people who might have some sort of federal don't-say-gay bill, you know, sponsored. Mm-hmm. Or... If the Supreme Court decides to go beyond just destroying Roe v. Wade and they get rid of same-sex marriage or they go after interracial marriage or whatever, like I would I would like to see an approach to him that brings on the people who will be hurt and centers their uh, anxieties, their fears about what a ne- another uh, term for for Trump could actually represent. And I also hope that they they understand along the way that it isn't necessarily going to be Trump, but if it isn't and if it's Ron DeSantis, He's more normal in some ways, but that we can't let right. that lull us into a sense of complacency and assume that then everything's great and nobody's at risk. Um, so I, I just I hope that they consider things beyond just how this is going to impact them and the experience of covering the news, because that's not representative of a lot of people's experience. Yeah. And I'm, you know, basically what you're saying and what I have said many, many times on this show is that Donald Trump was really great for ratings and really bad for our democracy. And I wish that, you know, one took precedent over the other. John Idarola, host of The Damage Report. Thank you so much for making the time to join Woke AF. 
And I hope that you will come back soon. Thank you. I would love to. It was a pleasure. That is it for me today, dear friends, on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.